Where is flat 480? Is this flat 480? Welcome to flat 480. Hello guys and welcome back to flat 480. It's your favorite roomies, Sabine and Leo, coming to you live from Canterbury and Prague. Okay, so for today's episode, we decided to take a... <laughs> different approach than the last time because our um viewers had a lot of uh, comments for a us. lot to say we really Let's appreciate just begin it though there <laughs> appreciate is mm. okay okay guys for let me tell you part, a story yeah <laughs> we appreciate it but we do Leia, go but, for it tell okay, us let, what we didn't go love <laughs> okay so basically the other day so after we record Mind you, we had spent 100 hours trying to edit this thing together. Guys, we only joke, by the way. We actually appreciate your feedback more than you know. Um, in case I haven't said that 100 times already. But anyways, so after this episode, I go downstairs like with all the confidence in the world, like ready for the stardom. And I see my two like very close friends here. And one of them is so nice. He's like, Oh, I'm listening to it right now. Um, but hey, like, I just have a suggestion to make. First of all, and like, it wasn't a suggestion. It was like 35, but it's fine. We love. Um, he goes, by the way, like, it was nice and all, but it was too long on a single topic. And you know, like, it's not a conversation. It's blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, perhaps you're not wrong. I don't know what, like, crying on the inside. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. So anyways, that's my, like, that was a nice way to say it. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Because we were, like, feeling a bit eh about it as well. And then I go to my other friend. And this man really did the most. He looks at me and he goes, he's, he has, like, a little bit of an Irish accent. It's hilarious. He goes, wait, I can't do an Irish <laughs> accent. But he goes, you want to know how to fix it? And I go, yeah he goes make it a podcast and i just sit there like sir um anyways yeah so i'm like um okay haha thanks for that and he's like no but it was also good and i'm just like at this point i'm like okay storm off run upstairs call sabine in tears um she picks up shambles i'm like can you believe and my dear sister gives me the best advice in the world And that's when we decided that that's what we're going to put on today's episode. And I think like one thing that really stuck out with me when we had that conversation, I actually wrote a few points down. But like, I remember like in that moment, the first thing you said to me was like, Leah, like, let's be honest. Like, even we were feeling a bit like we because obviously we listened to this episode a hundred times before we post it to like edit to make sure like it's all good and clear. Um, and she goes, you know, like we didn't feel a hundred about it either. Um, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. And like going back, I, we also noticed we're like, so Sabine, how, you know, it was like the most robotic thing I've ever heard, <laughs> but it was like, but also sometimes when we take on such like serious topics, we never want to say the wrong thing. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to deliver on those topics really well. So we try to make sure that they're well-researched or, Uh, whatever but that's true that takes away from the quality of it being a podcast so I think in that moment 
honestly, the first thing I did, and this is something that I'll forever be grateful to them for, is, you know, there's like a saying that it's like, if you ever want to write a book, you have to read a library, like you have to go through an entire library. Um, it's like obviously an exaggeration, but like more power to you if you do that. But um, I think like what I did right after that is I started listening to a bunch of podcasts and different styles and stuff to see like actually how they structure it and actually what they talk about to keep people engaged. And that was really good, you know, and I've done that for everything else in my life. So I don't know why I didn't necessarily do that before. So that was a huge lesson, I guess. Um, and then another thing that you said to me uh, that really stuck out with me, and I kind of want you to talk about it more because even like we didn't really get into it that much that day because we're like, no, 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 let's save this for the podcast so we can keep it real and stuff. But you said like, this is such good prep for the future because we're going to receive so much criticism in our like jobs and stuff. And it's not going to be the first time or the last time. And it's kind of like how you go about it, how you take it, what you do about it that makes or breaks that criticism itself. Yeah. And like it kind of differentiates between whether it's constructive or destructive. Um, and I love that. So do tell me more. As you were saying, Leo, it's like um, an art kind of of how to deal with constructive criticism. The first tip that I I told you that time but I'm gonna tell our listeners again is don't take it personally this is because when someone tells you I think you should do this better or that better it probably comes from a place of love because if someone doesn't care they're not gonna take the time or they're not gonna have the energy to like put that information to words and then remind themselves to say it to you and then actually go ahead and talk to you about it and it probably comes from a place of love so if they see that as you said like you have the strength to change it or do something about it that's where this crit constructive criticism comes from if you take it negatively you're more likely to disregard that information or that feedback that could really push you further and, um, you know, make you b do better at what you're doing. And sometimes it's extremely important to just stay calm and really genuinely listen because you have two ears and one mouth for a reason and you should use, you should spend more time listening and less time talking. I know this is funny coming from me, but it really is the case. So the first thing would be, like, don't take it personally. Um, and yeah, the second thing I want to tell you is to keep an open mind. This is because um, it's very important that you, when you are listening, to engage yourself in this process and uh, understand what that comment really means in terms of you improving yourself and bettering yourself and, uh, like, I, I said pushing forward, but that's kind of what I mean. And the essence of this is communication. And keeping an open mind in any uh, aspect of your life is extremely important because it helps you uh, clarify misunderstandings. And don't forget, you can also share your viewpoint. Like you could say, I really appreciate your feedback. Um, can you tell me what you think I did uh better at and what I could improve on and when you take uh this approach which is like keeping an open mind and genuinely listening to the advice that you're getting it puts you in a much stronger standpoint to then come up with a solution as opposed to just simply um 
getting upset or you know taking a taking a stand against it or like pushing that person away um and finally understand that what you can do about this constructive criticism because it's one thing to just take it and appreciate someone's constructive criticism but it's another thing to take it in understand it process it and then work towards a solution and this is where you maybe like to sit on your own or discuss with a friend um, uh, how you can move forward and I think this is the most important part of constructive criticism and it's Uh, the idea of uh, coming up with a solution because you first of all learn about your weaknesses from this person and continue to grow and improve and that's what life is all about it's about uh, constantly getting better and improving yourself and uh, there's a quote that I really love and it's your biggest competition is you from yesterday and what that means is you should only compare with who you were the day before because it's a new day you have 24 more hours to become a better version of yourself and don't compare yourself to other people and let your competition be you with that mindset and those three things where you don't take things personally where you keep an open mind and then finally you work towards a solution the constructive criticism becomes a backbone and an essential in your life to imp- to push forward and improve. Honestly, like the thing is, I was thinking about it from more also of like a practical side, right? Because one, first of all, the first thing I thought is I actually have very real friends, you know? Yeah. Like they didn't laugh in my face and be like, oh, good job when they didn't believe that. Yeah, absolutely. They straight up thought like, this is something that you can fix. Like, we believe that you can make it better and we're going to give it to you straight. And, like, even though I joke and whatever, I, like, honestly could not have appreciated it more because one, it taught me the value of, like, honest, real friends who aren't afraid to, like... And they weren't, like, mean about it either. Like, they didn't try to hurt my feelings. But, like, the thing is, whatever. I We appreciate it. But also what I was going to say is, for example, like, say you you go into a job, right? And I'm not saying like when you have a boss who's kind of like you're my subordinate, you know, like so I'm going to literally criticize you from head to toe and make you feel like extremely inferior. I'm talking about when like, you know, from the show, uh, The Bold Tie. Guys, watch the show if you're a girl and you need something or even guys. It's so good. Anyways, um, okay. this is turning into like a Netflix recommendation podcast. Yeah, That's right. Fine. No, no, but on it, it's my favorite show in the world because it's, like, about work ethic and, like, fun and living your life and becoming super, like, you know, like, finding yourself and everything, you know? Anyways, I love the show. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, like, I need a Jacqueline in my life because I feel like even though she was nice and kind and caring and understanding and she took on, like, what the people that worked for her felt, she would push them to really achieve their potential. And I feel like when somebody criticizes you constructively you take something good and you turn it into something great Absolutely. and because wow do you know what i yeah. mean and i feel like constructive criticism isn't about telling you about problems that you can't fix it's about something that you can very much specifically fix and work on yeah. so why on earth would you take it as an insult even if in the minute you're just like feeling defeated because you know you've worked hard and you've done the most or you feel like you've done the most but really think about it like 
nothing got built in a day is it like Rome didn't get built in a day you know like nothing everything takes time and work and and if someone can give you one piece of advice or one method or one something that you can actually benefit from and grow from why not you know take advantage of it in my opinion no I agree completely and you know that's what makes them real and that's what makes them raw something else that you said to me and again we can say like a major lesson that I took from what you said to me that day was the point of the podcast was never to hear someone say, oh, good job. Yeah. You just, we did this because we cared about something. We did this because we were laughing and having fun and we felt like we're so blessed to have each other, kind of checking each other, you know? And some people really like, they benefit a lot from hearing the stuff we say. And even though some people will straight up tell me like, oh my God, there was one specific part, a minute, 12 12 you know you said something and that's something that's gonna stick with me forever and then other times I hear people saying the same words we used and even though like it might be ironic and it might just be that we think alike it makes me so happy you know yeah because I feel like someone actually benefited from it yeah and that's kind of the point of this podcast at the end of the day like this is what we wanted to do it's to be your older sisters younger sisters that share our thoughts and our um, feelings with you and get you guys, you know, thinking about stuff in a different way. Actually, that takes us into today's episode, This uh, today's, episode, today's topic, another topic. So basically, let me tell you something that's been on my mind. So I keep saying this to people because this year I've been meeting so many meet. Did I say meeting or meaning? I have no idea. I, I think I said meaning, but I meant to say meeting in case I didn't. But I've been meeting so many new people. And but basically, so yeah, I, I began to really deep it and think like, oh, no, like, what if people think this way? Like, am I being too much? Because, you know, like, it's cool when you meet someone and they're so nonchalant and they're so calm and tame. And like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm I just feel like the complete opposite. I'm like, oh my god, hello, blah, 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 you know? But so anyways, that's what makes you you, Leo. I love, you see, this is what I started to realize because a lot of people started like, so I kind of stressed about that and I was just like, oh no, you know? And then I spoke to a bunch of people about it and they were just like, Leah, like, first of all, if somebody can't vibe with your energy or is not at your energy level, like, you don't really need them in your life. And then the people who do really need you like it's good that you don't mix and match you know based on the person you meet because the people who really meet you and get to know you will love that about you and be consistent with you whereas if you're like constantly trying to be something based on the person in front of you that's not gonna last yeah and that started to really stick with me and what that kind of woke me up to is that I used to have this issue growing up where I didn't know how to say no when I wanted to. I was always so scared to be like the oddball or be like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like FOMO, like this, like that. So I feel like if you struggle with that as well, or feel like sometimes you don't want to say yes, or you're like, somebody asks you for, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's a cultural thing. Like we're always like, yeah, yeah, take that. You know, but like, I don't know. So Let's learn how to say no together. Guys, on my vision board, if you walk into my room, yes, I have a vision board. But one of my things is like saying yes to happiness means learning to say no to the things that and the people that stress you out. So I today, love that. 
yeah so I see that like every day because so I'm telling you sometimes I really like stress in unhealthy ways um but yeah like anyways so let's talk about that my monologue is over please come back to me sister no I, <laughs> um first of all there takes big uh, <laughs> big cojones <laughs> to, beautiful to like be so vulnerable and open and share something that worries you and um I, i'm honestly like thanks for doing this for the podcast love you a bit <laughs> uh do it for the p <laughs> but honestly it takes a, a lot of guts and i think that's something very important you know and it comes with learning how to say no because what what is saying no it's it's basically setting a boundary right yeah and when you set boundaries for people for yourself um employers or employees or whatever you're gonna whatever stage you are in life i'm unsure of but still whenever you put that boundary there it is something that people learn not to cross but what happens is in situations where these boundaries are broken and you for example feel this pressure to say yes when you really want to say no it opens the door for other people to to cross that boundary too yeah and i think that's that can be extremely dangerous because what happens when you allow someone to cross such a boundary is as i said it kind of like allows other people who see you being kind of um okay with it as a green light to do that again to you and that doesn't work just because you make an exception for one person or you give in this time it doesn't mean you lose your right to say no and I think what happens is people get super caught up in this idea of like you mentioned it earlier you know FOMO or if I say no this time am I gonna be invited the next blah 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 and we do this to each other and we put each other in this little box and it's like you either kind of conform or you're out or you're cancelled or whatever and this plays onto this huge cancel culture that's going on where people that don't fit the mold of what society expects them to, to do are getting cancelled and actually an interesting psychological study that I uh, want to bring up is the ash Confirm conformity study and this is interesting because it shows how much people like and the lengths to which people go in order to uh, fit in or not look like the oddball or the odd one out. And in this study, um, people, there was a group of uh, actors, okay, and there was one test subject. And uh, the idea of the study was the researcher was going to present a um a picture or a diagram of three lines okay now um let i'll give you a visual description of what these three lines were let's say the first one was 10 centimeters tall the second one was 12 centimeters tall and the third was 10 centimeters tall again so the second one was the tallest one right 
and they put them into a room. So you had like four or five actors sitting on a longitudinal table and uh, the test subject was the last person in the room, okay? And the researcher went one by one and asked every person there uh, which uh, like not which line is the longest. So actor one said they're all the same. Actor two said they're all the same. Three, all the same. Four, all the same. Five said all the same. When he came to the sixth one, which was a test subject, uh, because he's seen the other five people say that they were all the same, and in order not to be the oddball out, he or she ended up saying, yes, they're all the same. When in fact, it was visibly clear that they weren't all the same. And the middle one was actually the longest one. And in order to confirm that this was the reason, so this need for conformity was the reason why these test subjects went ahead and pointed out that the, they, were, they were all the same, they took them into a separate room away from all the actors and did the test again. When this person was isolated and on their own, they were able to say that, yes, in fact, the middle one, the middle line is the tallest. And they were able to answer a lot more questions, more confidently, more at ease, and really sticking to what they believed. But contrast this with a situation when they were with um, the actors who were, or who were told to say that they were all the same. That test subject that on in one scenario was able to answer everything correctly in the other scenario when put around people and in this position where they felt like they couldn't stand up for what they were what they thought or what they really could see in order not to be um looked at weirdly or whatever just said that they were all the same the point being is the importance of realizing the impact of who's around you and your surroundings and how that makes individuals feel the need to conform or go ahead and do something instead of just taking the time realizing what they think what they want and pausing and saying no I believe the middle one is the tallest even if it made them look weird or um, different from other people and I think that's a very important topic or point to make in our uh, in this episode is really the importance of saying no because it is in our nature to want to conform but we really have to teach ourselves how saying no is probably what's right for you and that's okay and yeah that's I mean this example is one of the founda foundations of psychology and really plays on uh on this idea that we really don't know how to say no we really don't know how to stand our grounds and say our opinions and we have this we I mean, by we i mean humans we have this need to follow the crowd and go ahead with the group mentality and the group thought and yeah so basically going back to this idea of not like wanting to say no feeling like you don't want to do something but then feeling like you have to i feel like a lot of the times people get put into really uncomfortable situations where all that they want to do is say no to like a situation so say they're out with their friends and they don't really want to spend that much that night but they're too shy because of how it might come across or they're with a person that they like and they don't want to 
like say the wrong thing or like, you know, do the wrong thing. So they go with whatever the person is saying because they're afraid of that reaction. Or even if they're with a friend that they're trying to impress and like, I don't know, again, based on a show, like two people, I don't know, your friends are like shoplifting. So now you're just like, oh, like if I don't shoplift, they're going to think I'm this goody two shoes and whatever. Guys, let me tell you something. When you have an opinion and you stick, like you stand your ground confidently, people respect you. Do you know what I mean? You're not like, I'm saying like, for example, if you don't want to do something and you say like, hey, listen, like if you want to do it, go ahead. But honestly, I'm not about to do that. I can wait for you outside. Um, listen, honestly, tonight I wasn't planning on spending this much, but you go ahead and whatever. Or like, I'll come with you, but honestly, I'm just not down to spend that much tonight. Maybe another night. Or something like that. Honestly, personally, I would respect it more. Because it's okay. Like, everyone's been in a situation where, um, like, it's it's not convenient for them to be doing that thing that are not in within their moral compass, let's say, for like the shoplifting or whatever. And if it's a good friend and if the people around you are good people who genuinely love and care for you, they'll understand. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, really, I think it's a blessing in disguise. And, you know, like, and that's not to say you should stop being friends with these people and ice them out. But just know that, like, like we always say, like, you've got yourself. And if someone isn't respecting that, you don't have to, like, pick a fight with them or, like, hate them or whatever. Just know that. They might not do what's in your best interest and you don't owe them anything. Yeah. And you're not, and I promise you, coming from me to you, if anybody thinks you're not as cool or not as fun or not as whatever because you stood your ground about something you're not comfortable with, that is their loss and not yours. And you will find people who appreciate and love that about you. So don't don't allow people to like shake you or make you feel any less because of that. That's super well said, Liz. So you've got this, my loves. Just be honest, be yourselves. And like, you don't have to be like, oh my God, like, are you, you know, like, I would recommend you don't react like that because again, people tend to say if they feel judged or they feel like you're really, like really outside there, whatever, they're not gonna, nobody likes to feel judged. Nobody likes to feel like they're being looked down upon. So my advice to you in that situation You've got to keep your composure, keep a poker face, be respectful, but at the same time, don't allow anybody to disrespect you and overstep your boundaries. Just respectfully and politely be like, listen, I get that you're about that, but that's not what I'm about. Anyways, like, do you, like, whatever. And that that's my advice, honestly. Like, I wouldn't go into it and be like, how dare you? How could you? Are you this? Are you that? Because nobody likes to, like, going back to the criticism situation, nobody likes to be criticized from head to toe and made to feel like they just committed a crime when yeah okay so anyways going back to this since we're on this topic of like the idea of like feeling judged and stuff i know that a lot of people tend to feel like they've made a huge mistake like oh my god did i actually just say this to someone they're not gonna talk to me again i've just did i say this i'm a bit embarrassed did i do this you know like that feeling um so i have a couple of things i'm gonna say about that and then sabine you take the wheel but basically, I was thinking about it. Actually, my mom gave me this advice. And I was super stressed about a few things. And I was just like, oh, my God, mom, like, I've made this many mistakes. And like, I feel so embarrassed. And I can't believe I've done this. And 
she literally sat me down and she's like listen first of all breathe the first thing is that it's good that you hold yourself accountable because you learn from your mistakes Mm -hmm. um like you know you can grow from them and that's the most important thing for your individual growth um the second thing she told me was Leah, like if somebody's gonna hold you accountable for mistakes you made at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, now I'm 22. Um, honestly, that's not really it. You're still in your learning curve. Like you're, this is when you're supposed to be making mistakes. So she told me like if somebody's gonna hold you accountable for mistakes you've made at th- this age, you ha- as long as you haven't committed a crime and you haven't done something completely out of line, if you've just said like, and I'm again like words can really hurt people so I'm not saying if you said something really bad to someone like what you know like I'm saying like a small mistake like something that reflected poorly on you and you're feeling embarrassed don't let that really like suffocate you and make you feel like oh my god I can never redeem myself because everyone is making mistakes right now this is when you're supposed to learn and we've said this before but everyone's so concerned about their own mistakes I promise you you're good um and the last thing she told me was it's not about necessarily and again I'm talking about small mistakes where it's like say someone cooked for you and you're like e like what is that and I know it sounds really rude right now and like but everyone's done it or like something along those lines you know where you're like like I don't know you know what I'm trying to say right yeah I totally like get if it. somebody picks something like holds something in a store and they're like super excited and you're like that's so ugly you know like and you're like ah oh, like what have I do? you know yeah so anyways in that situation what i'm trying to say it's not about the mistake that you've necessarily made it's about or it's not about the mistake that they've necessarily made it's about what they've done to to rectify that mistake or to fix that mistake it's about did they apologize and not just say the word sorry but like really make the effort to make a change you know so you've told someone hey like you saying this has hurt my feelings did they ever say it to you again or did they not you tell someone hey like doing this like really makes me uncomfortable did they do it again and put you in a situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like where you can really tell. So Saib, take the word. What I take from what you said is the importance of, you know, letting go and forgiving yourself. Because if you are constantly worried about what you had said and what you had done and you don't forgive yourself, you're kind of reliving that trauma over and over and over again. And what for? It's in the the past. It's not happening now. It's happened. If the person still cares uh, about you, they're going to understand that you made a mistake and they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But if someone is just waiting for you to make a mistake so they can, for example, end your friendship or... um, uh, What's the word? Fire you uh, from your job. Then that person probably had another agenda, you know? Or had something else going on in their mind or like that probably wasn't the only problem, you know? That probably wasn't deal breaker. Yeah. Um, No, you're 100% right. And that's how I see it at least. And I think sometimes you said it as well. It's like it's genuinely a blessing in disguise because there it's, it's happened to me in my life. There are some people that I've been super, super infatuated by and really enjoyed their company and considered them friends for life. But... All it took was that one mistake that I that I probably did. I can tell yeah. you from my side, it was genuinely <laughs> uh, not planned or not thought of or nothing malicious. And it was just taken completely out of context, used against me. 
And for what? Yeah. For what? And those situations, of course they hurt and they sting and they're like, and you find yourself trying to um, understand where you went wrong or like justify your behavior or, and you're like in this like back and forth battle with yourself <laughs> because yeah, nobody's exactly. acknowledging what's going on. Um, and what for, you know? That's what I 100%. realized. Like, uh, I think this is a huge... Sorry to make it about Corona time, but uh, it really <laughs> makes you realize that life is short. And there are yeah. things that are so much bigger than us and life can change in any moment. It's been a year that we're living in this situation that I, as a medical student, said it would take <laughs> six weeks till it was done. Here we are, <laughs> 10 years later, still <laughs> still dealing with it. And sorry not to make this situation, um, like, it's, I know the situation is not a joke, and some people were really affected. I was one of these people that it had yeah. happened to, and I was genuinely affected. And I, you just have to remind yourself that life is short, too short not to be happy, too short to let someone make you doubt yourself, too short uh, for you to hate something that you did because we're humans, we make mistakes, take a deep breath. Yeah. And the people that I can't like emphasize this enough, the people that love you and know you who, for who you are aren't and aren't waiting on uh, a small mistake to cancel you mm -hmm. are the people that mean a lot to you like are the people that you want in your life and you mean a lot to them and you know what i mean yeah exactly that's that was as Dawood would say very wholesome thanks my darling also speaking of corona my friend was like leia can like uh one of the suggestions from our very supportive and loyal listeners mm -hmm. was like you should do a thing on studying during corona I need that episode because I have done no such thing. Yeah. So. Neither. That has been a situation and a half. But maybe we can get into it next time. Yeah. Or in a, in a. Hello. Huh? I was like, teaser. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, But actually, we're not sure what we're going to be talking about. So ooh, we'll let you know. Um, And also, the last thing I wanted to get into today was based on something Sabine said to me the other day. And honestly, it's a, like it's actually hilarious. But okay, guys, we're sitting, yeah, and we're just talking about like, um, so what do you call it? We're sitting, we're talking about like horoscopes and birth signs and whatever. And so, uh, what do you call? Is it called birth signs? No, they're called something else. Signs. Astro astrological signs, star signs. Sure. Um. Anyways, whatever they're called. Um. She goes, uh, my mom is like telling us and she's like, oh, by the way, Leia had to be like scheduled like for her birth. And this sister of mine literally looks at me and she goes, hmm, you were induced, huh? And I go, yeah. And she goes, couldn't take it from day one. And I just <laughs> sat there jaw on the floor like anyways. So I just sat there in shock and I was like, you know what? She's not wrong. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like a situation is happening and I am in like literally a completely different universe thinking something completely different is happening in both the best and worst ways in the world. 
Um, but then, so obviously I sat there and I was like, hmm, I should learn to take a hint, right? Wrong. Let me tell you why, Ooh. okay? Why? Because, first of all, when you think like that, you're hurting your own confidence. True. Okay, and when, so this is the only advice I'm going to give you on that, learning to take a hint. When you say, I'm going to learn to take a hint, you're telling yourself that there might be something kind of wrong with you. And you know us here, we're like all for self-reflection, like like holding yourself accountable, growing from your mistakes and whatever. But let's look at it from a different narrative. So instead of saying, I'm going to learn to take a hint, don't think about the comfort of other people. Tell yourself this. So this goes back to first learning how to say no and two, like, testing and knowing your environment right mm -hmm. so when you're saying first of all don't be afraid to ask someone if something is up if somebody that's like one of your close friends the other day my friend told me hey like she got really upset with me because so my phone is a bit weird and it doesn't vibrate or whatever and she got a bit upset with me because she thought I was like purposely like replying late and stuff and instead of telling me straight up like hey like what's going on like why are you, have you been taking ages this girl's my like actually like my sister you know so obviously i didn't think much of it i always thought like if something upset her she'd straight up tell me um but she didn't and then she kind of got really upset with me and guys when she first told me i kind of got i was like what do you mean like of course i haven't done that but then i sat back and i was like oh my god maybe i have like not like obviously not purposefully but like I saw it from her side and I was like, I can see how I hurt your feelings and I'm so sorry. So that's not a situation. Like if she was thinking I should take a hint, we probably wouldn't be friends anymore. But I wasn't trying to give her any kind of hints. Mm -hmm. I love this girl to bits. And I, it made me so sad that she could even like think like that. And that's why I was so angry when I first heard. But no, that wasn't a situation where she should have taken a hint. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Second of all, let's move. So ask so if you're in a, that situation be like hey are we good if that person isn't giving you time of day that is your hint that is the only time that you can be that, that not you can you can do whatever you want but like that my advice to you you should be like okay that's not worth my time not i'm not worth their time the other way around yeah that's not worth my time that person doesn't deserve me anyways um so then moving on so then the second thing about like learning to take a hint or whatever so say you're like that yes man the the person that even though you don't enjoy that many people's come like the person that you're with's company you're just saying yes to plans because you'd rather not be alone i'm gonna be honest with you i think that you should really um if like sabine you've told me this before what are the two situations that a person you would deem a person good for you Basically, when I was growing up, she kind of gave me this advice because I've always kind of like, like I told you, I always used to struggle with saying the word no to people. And I always used to feel like I had to say yes or I'm going to get like iced out or whatever. And I never really stuck by what, like, not that I never really stuck by it, but I was afraid to stick by what I wanted or what yeah. I felt. This has been like a cardinal rule for Daya and I. And it's like anything that you bring into your life has to have two purposes or one or the other the first person the first person <laughs> the first uh purpose that this person or thing has to have is that they bring some type of happiness to you if this person hanging out with them or this thing using it or having it makes you feel happy then by all means this is an essential the second thing is 
even if it doesn't necessarily make you happy, does it help you grow? Does it help you become a better person? Does it force you to reflect upon what you're doing and your actions and your thoughts for you to become the person that you you can be and you're to reach your full and maximum potential? If the answer is no to either of these things, I really think, and I've said this to Leia probably a thousand times, it's unnecessary because you start to pay for this person's existence in your life or this thing's existence in your life with time that you could be using in on or in something else that's going to a bring you that happiness or b help you grow so from my point of view if a thing or person doesn't do either of these things it's gotta go and that has been with me, by the way, since I was 15. Honestly, I'm so glad that what I say what I say <laughs> helps. It does. It sticks with me. And, like, rarely does anybody else's advice stick with me the way yours does. Because I feel like it's not this, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, hope you do well. You know, like, yeah. it's not, like, it's it's genuinely, like, stuff, like, because you never, when I come to you with my problems, you're never like, oh, this person is like a whatever and F them and whatever. You literally look at me and you're just like, Leia, like, first of all, people don't really owe you anything. Like, you teach me to adjust my expectations. You teach me to this. And it's not to say, like, don't have standards and allow people to treat you poorly. It's just like to say, whatever you want out of life, get it yourself. Or and communicate kind of vibe. Yeah, no, exactly. And something that um, w- worries me, or like not worries me, but I really don't like to see happen is if someone's thoughts are super consumed by someone else and it kind of is like this other person has control over your thoughts has over has control over your mood your behaviors during that day if you're gonna have a good day or not and you leave all that control up to someone else and there's a really high probability you're not even in theirs in their thoughts or and you find yourself worrying and stressing and you're the only one paying the price you know because you're the only one holding on to these really negative emotions and the more you let someone eat at you and the more you like at your thoughts and your feelings yeah (laughs) keep going (laughs) i'm sorry but i mean like the more you let someone it is like i would say that as well by the way you know like I don't. We have an expression yeah. in Arabic, but I don't know what it is in English. But basically, wait. I want to hear this in Arabic. Aada Albik, sitting on your heart. <laughs> the more you let someone sitting on your heart. <laughs> oh, she said. Why okay. give someone your money and time? No, if they're not giving you their money and time, why would you sit there wasting yours? It sounds better when she's like, if you're not gonna listen, yes, time, I'm not gonna sit here wasting mine on you. Okay, yeah, I'm... that's actually the word. Wait, it's like child use. Honestly, that's exactly what I'm trying to go at. And the last thing I'm gonna say on that topic is, in terms of taking hints and whatever, guys, really the best advice I could give you something that 2020 
has really taught me is that I guess it's actually two things and then those are my parting words of wisdom but one really you should how do I explain this prioritize yourself and do honestly not to put any pressure on anybody to add any pressure but at your own pace and at your own time really do the things that make you feel the most fulfilled and when i say that i mean in terms of your work like work ethic i mean that in terms of your like social life don't exhaust yourself on people who don't deserve you um i mean that in terms of your hobbies make like really if you're wasting like you feel like the people you're with aren't really simulating you really delve into your hobbies because you have no idea how good that can make you feel um and the reason I say that really take your time, go at, like, learn to really love and appreciate yourself is because how can the people in your life show you the love and the respect that you deserve when you're not showing yourself that? When you're showing them that it's okay for them to treat you with less than that? Because you treat yourself with less than that. You don't deserve it. Like, I'm telling you. You, you know what I mean? So, Sabine, have you left the chat? No, I'm here. I'm just really engaged in what you're saying. I oh, forgot okay. we're making a podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like, and guys, honestly, at the end of the day, take a breath. Everything is going to be fine. Every little thing is going to be all right. What's meant to be will be. What's meant for you will come. Um, I think that's all I really have to say. Um, thanks again for listening in this week. We hope it was, uh, raw and unfiltered. Um, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Absolutely. And thank you again for all your feedback. Uh, good and bad. We're learning. (laughs) We're learning. We're growing. We're trying to get this information to the people who need it. but may uh not know where to look to find these answers um just know we're probably going through what you you're going through and we just wanted to put it out there so you're not alone thanks again for listening to flat 480 thank you guys have a nice day